Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast, the incremental anti-diet solution for effective permanent weight loss. Primal Potential is committed to helping you overcome emotional eating, hormonal imbalances, unhealthy habits, and your dieting mindset through education and inspiration. We don't just talk about what you should eat and what you should avoid. We talk strategy. Primal Potential is bridging the gap between knowing and doing. Each episode will leave you with concrete tips for making positive changes that make a difference. Primal Potential is here to help you lose weight, get healthy, and master fat loss naturally. Hey there, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast for Q&A 13. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton, and it genuinely means a lot to me that you've made the time today to hang out with me for another episode where I'm answering a listener question. One question that I've actually received a few times in different ways that is kind of at the core of weight loss and emotional eating and the things that hold us back. And it goes something like this. How do you handle those moments when you're feeling lonely or sad or frustrated or stressed out and in that moment you just don't care about your food choices? I'm tired of having those moments frequently enough that I can't make consistent progress. So that's the question. How do you handle those moments where you're feeling extreme emotion and in the heat of that extreme emotion, you're just like, I don't care. It doesn't matter. And then afterwards, you're feeling like you regret it. It's a great question. It's a powerful question. And I think that in the answer to the question is the key to success for many people, because we get in this mode of two steps forward when life is good and we're feeling motivated, it's easy to make good choices, and then something happens, we get upset, we regress to our patterns of behavior to escape emotion or numb emotion, and then we wake up covered in crumbs and we feel like we've undone all of the progress that we had made. And then oftentimes, we have. I'm, I'm saying that because that's happened to me, like, Oh boy, there's empty boxes and bags all around me. Everything was good until all of a sudden it wasn't good. And I see that with my clients too. And I get emails enough from you listeners to know that it's a very common challenge. So as it relates to the question, how do you handle those moments or seasons, days, nights, weeks, weekends, whatever, of extreme emotion? I think that it's important to take this from the standpoint of this is a matter of perspective. And your perspective is something that you choose. Now, don't worry, I'm not about to tell you, just don't think about it. Don't think about whatever is making you mad or sad or just replace those thoughts with more productive thoughts, although that would not be bad advice. I just think there's another exercise that can prove really helpful here. 
Because if you can gain some perspective, you can immediately call on your own ability to snap yourself out of just about any funk, whether it's a small stressor or it's a true life crisis. We all have the same power to change our perspective. And let me go ahead and kind of open myself up to you guys a little bit and share something that that is a way that I use this practice of perspective. For me personally, and I've mentioned this before, feeling lonely is a trigger because I don't like that feeling and I can escape from it by eating, okay? So it's not that food is a companion to me or food makes me feel less lonely, although I thought that it did at one point. It's really just that food is a distraction, right? And feeling lonely is uncomfortable, and I can escape it and avoid it by eating. Sure, it's completely temporary, but in that moment, I'm not thinking long term. In that moment, I want a temporary escape, and I don't care about the consequences. I just want to stop feeling that feeling. So how do I use perspective to snap myself out of that lonely funk so I can avoid turning to food as an escape? The first thing I do is that I remind myself that there are two sides to this coin of feeling lonely. Think about it this way. Loneliness comes from lack. You're missing something because you know that more is available to you. And the only way you know that more is available to you is because you've experienced more in the past and you long for it. You sense lack because you've experienced abundance before. Does that make sense? So maybe you have a really incredible family and they aren't with you or you're away from them and you miss that sense of fulfillment that you have when you are with them. So it is abundance in your life that allows you to feel and experience lack. Or maybe you've experienced a really fantastic relationship, so you know what it feels like to revel in that kind of companionship, and without it, you long for it, right? So I remind myself, looking at the other side of this coin here when I'm experiencing loneliness, of how fortunate I am to have had such fulfilling relationships in my life or to currently have such fulfilling relationships in my life. It's those relationships, both past and present, that have created this opportunity for me to miss people or miss connection. How many people have never experienced that before. I mean, this totally might remind you of times when your mother made you think about starving children in Africa so that you wouldn't waste food on your plate, but it's actually a really helpful exercise in this practice of perspective. How many people would look at your very worst day, globally speaking, and see it as better than the best day they have ever had? Right? I mean, how many people would look at the fact that you have coworkers that you have relationships with and you have friends and you have family and you have children or you have a spouse and think, I don't have anybody. So the fact that you have currently or have had in the past such an abundance of these relationships is an opportunity that gives you the ability to ever feel this lack, right? How many people would see it as a gift to experience work stress because they've been 
unable to work for whatever reason for years. And they would give anything to be stressed out over a deadline or a project or a difficult conversation at work. How many people would give anything to have children or have children healthy enough to have a million different extracurriculars going on and it overwhelms you? They would give anything to feel overwhelmed for that reason, right? Or how many people would see it as an opportunity or a blessing to have to prepare healthy food when they just don't have any food, right? I mean, and this seems extreme and it's like, I can imagine you guys rolling your eyes, but this perspective very quickly allows you to go from woe is me to wow, I'm blessed, right? And that is enough to kind of shake you out of this, like this is a choice how I'm feeling right now. I'm choosing to focus on lack instead of focusing on the fact that the only reason I feel lack is because I've had abundance either before or currently. Does that make sense? I mean, how many people who are suffering from illness or disease would love to know that they could completely improve their condition just by making different food choices, right? So when you start beating yourself up and feeling sorry for yourself because of your weight or your slow progress or your no progress or whatever, it's in your control. Like, yeah, it's not always easy. And yeah, sometimes it takes more motivation than you have in that moment. But there are people, because Carrying extra weight is a health concern, but there are people who have health concerns that they don't have control over improving. And you have full control over this. So on the days where you're like, I just don't want to eat something healthy. I just want to enjoy donuts and cake with my coworkers. How fortunate we are to have the control and the ability to improve our health when there are so many people who don't have that control. And again, I know like, this sounds so reminiscent of think of the starving children in Africa, but if your perspective is not currently working for you and it's negatively impacting your mood or your state of mind or your choices, well, then embrace the opportunity to try something new. Does that make sense? So if you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed by how much is going on in your life, first take a step back and realize how much abundance there is in your life, how many blessings you have, and that most of the world would trade with you in a heartbeat. And then also remind yourself that no one is forcing you to do much of what you do. Yeah, most of us have to work. Most of us have to get up and take care of business and go to work and do whatever. But much of what we take on that overwhelms us is a choice. You can choose to dial back the number of extracurriculars that you're involved in or your kids are involved in. You can decide that your sanity and peace of mind is more valuable to the health of your family and to your family culture than your perceived need to volunteer for 10 different things, right? I mean, that is a choice. One other thing to keep in mind is if you are feeling sad or angry or frustrated or lonely or stressed, ask yourself why and ask yourself if there is another way to see it. And if the answer is no, you just don't want to because there is always another way to see it. Ask yourself, kind of make an inventory of the abundance that exists in your life and start with the obvious things. I have a roof over my head and I have food in my fridge. 
Do you realize that that places you ahead of a lot of people in this world? I mean, honestly, I'm not going to start like singing Sarah McLaughlin songs and showing you pictures of starved animals here. But really, if you are stuck in this trap of focusing only on what's wrong with your life or your day or your week or your weekend, that is a choice that you are making. You are choosing to focus on those things and you could choose a different path. And oftentimes we do this because it makes us feel better. We want to throw a pity party, but you can either claim for yourself in any moment, you can either claim for yourself pity or you can claim for yourself power. You can either claim for yourself pity or you can claim for yourself progress. Those are choices. Those are choices. I'm not saying your feelings aren't real, but they're also a a choice to focus on them, you're making a choice to focus on them or you're making a choice to focus on the opposite side of the coin. And you have to get honest about, even though it might not be easy to do this, is not doing it working for you? Is getting in this slump that makes you feel sad and powerless and frustrated, being in this place that negatively impacts your food choices and keeps you in this cycle of two steps forward, three steps back, is that working for you? And if you're thinking, it's not that easy, I just can't shake it, that is a choice. That is a choice. You can. You can shake it if you choose to. And if you choose not to, that's okay. But you'll stay where you're at. I'm not saying there's not real pain in your world. I know pain. I know you know pain. I know pain of heartbreak. I know pain of death. I know pain of depression and financial struggle. Been there, done that, and I don't have a t-shirt, right? I'm not saying it easy. it's easy. It is a practice. It does take awareness. And it does take the ability to recognize that you are digging a hole and also that you desire a new way, that you desire a different path or a different result. Remember, in all situations, when we're feeling something uncomfortable, it is the abundance in your life that allows you to feel anything else, that allows you to feel loss. If you never knew that there was more, then you wouldn't feel less, right? So be grateful for the abundance and choose to focus on that abundance and allow yourself to be so much more appreciative of the times when everything is great instead of focusing on the lack One other thing, I I had this conversation with one of my clients recently. She felt like she was getting stuck in her head, stuck worrying, stuck stressing, stuck, stuck feeling overwhelmed. And I said to her, when you find yourself perseverating on something, worrying about it, whatever, ask yourself this, can I take action on this right now to improve it? Okay. If not, then you need to either flip it or let it go. Okay, if you can't take action on it right now, if it's something in the future or something that's already done and gone and there's nothing you can do right now, then perseverating is only robbing you of your energy. And we all have a finite amount of energy that we can give emotionally or physically in any given situation. So if you cannot take action right now to improve the condition of whatever you're worrying about, it's robbing you of your energy. There's nothing you can do. So choose to either let it go or focus on the flip side, okay? We have a finite amount of energy. Either take action or turn your perspective. Or the other option is very real, 
And that's own the fact that you just want to wallow in this moment. We all have those moments. No big deal. Like, yeah, I want to have a pity party right now. Leave me alone. I'm going to sit here and feel sorry for myself. That's fine. We all do it. But own it. Claim it. Don't pretend that you want to change and you want something better if you're not going to make that choice. That's okay. If you're not there yet, you're not there yet. So let's talk about practical implementation. We've kind of been weaving that in throughout, but let's just kind of summarize here. Number one, become aware of what you're feeling. Don't just act, right? Question the emotion behind your action, the emotion behind your intention. What am I feeling? So many times we're like, I don't really know. That is a great trigger to let you know that you need to start paying attention. Because in any moment, we should be able to say what we're feeling. Even if it's a random assortment of emotions, we need to be able to define, I'm stressed, I'm angry, I'm worried, whatever. It's not always comfortable, but awareness is the first thing. And then from there, practice perspective. Practice perspective. What is it that is making me feel this lack or this loss, right? If it's work stress, well, I'm really fortunate to have a job. I'm really fortunate to have so much going on at work that I'm stressed about it because the the alternative is work is slow, there's no business, and my job is on the line. I recently had a conversation with my mom, well, maybe it was a couple months ago, and uh, she's a typical mom, like she worries about me, I'm her kid, and uh, it was a weekend, and she asked what I was doing, and I said that I was working, and she said, my mom calls me Betsy, and she said, you know, Betsy, are, are you having balance in your life? Are you taking time for yourself? And I said, you know, mom, at this point, having a business that's less than a year old, I feel like I am fortunate enough to not have balance, right? Not saying that's the right answer. Should I have more balance? Yeah, probably, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. The point is I could choose to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed. There's so much to do. I respond to emails all day long and I'm behind on this and I'm behind on that. And what am I going to do about this? Or how fortunate I am to have a business that's less than a year old that keeps me busy enough that I feel slightly imbalanced right? It's all about perspective. So practice perspective in all things. When you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm running around. I'm chasing the kids. I don't have any time. I don't know what we're going to have for dinner. How blessed you are to A, have children, right? Because that's not something that everybody gets to experience in life. And B, that they're well enough to be involved in a million other things, right? So in all things, challenge yourself to begin this practice of perspective, From there, and we talked about this on other episodes, build in a pause. The Viktor Frankl quote that I I refer to all the time is that between impulse and action, there is a pause. And in that pause is your power and your freedom. So when we have an initial thought or desire or trigger, And the the space between that and taking action, so like I'm stressed, I want cookies and cookies down my throat, there is a pause. And in that pause is your power and your freedom. Unfortunately, many of us are conditioned to go through life of like, I'm stressed and I want cookies to, I ate them all and now here's this empty box. 
claim that pause, right? And I've I've given the example a lot about how it is when you're you're walking a dog and they lock in on another animal and you have to break their attention, right? You pop their collar, or you kick them, or you don't kick them, don't kick dogs. I'm sorry. I just talked about Sarah McLaughlin and commercials of starving animals, so we can't kick dogs. I don't kick my dog, don't worry. Anyway, you have to break their attention. And that's what we have to do with ourselves. Like, whoa, okay, wait a second. So I'm stressed and everything was cool 10 minutes ago and now I'm upset and I want to drive to the store and buy all the things to put into my mouth. What's going on here? Build in that pause. And for different people, that pause will work in different ways. I've talked to you before about how I would say, okay, so I want to go to the store and buy all the food, right? But the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to write for 30 seconds in my journal or I'm going to write a minimum of six sentences or I'm going to ask myself a few questions. What am I feeling? What do I want? How am I going to feel afterwards? For some people, it's meditation, even just a minute of meditation or a minute of prayer. Going back to your affirmations, that's something I did for a long time. When I felt an urge or an impulse to do something that wasn't in line with my goals, I would say, okay, I can do it. But before I do it, I'm going to read my affirmations aloud first, right? So try on different strategies to build in that pause. A lot of people find it helpful to just answer a series of questions. Like I said, what am I feeling? What do I want? How will I feel afterwards? Do I have a real reason to feel this way? Is this true or is this something I manifested? Am I just looking for an excuse in this moment to do what I want to do, right? Because that's very real as well. Sometimes it's just, well, it was a really stressful day or gosh, I really should get to bed early. So if I pick up pizza instead of preparing a meal, that might save some time. Look at the ways that you just talk yourself into giving yourself what you want in that moment. So there's lots of different things we can do here going back to the original question, which was how do you handle those moments of intense emotion in the middle of which you just kind of say, Screw my healthy choices. I don't care. And these are all strategies that can help you deal with them. And I think that one of the most powerful ones is getting real about some perspective in your life. Now, like I mentioned in a couple of episodes, I'm currently working on a seminar that is all about overcoming emotional eating and self-limiting behaviors. And and it's going to take a really deep dive into these topics and teach very detailed strategies. So if there is a thought or a problem that you're struggling with, something that's holding you back, go ahead and go over to primalpotential.com, right on the homepage, get on the email list so that you can shoot me an email, let me know what it is, so I can make sure that this seminar addresses the common struggles and roadblocks that you are experiencing. Because guys, remember, the seminar, the podcast, all of this stuff is yours. It's not mine. It really is yours. This is the place where I want to address your struggles and your challenges so that you can break out of the place where you've been stuck and finally create your own uh, transformation. So go over to primalpotential.com. Get on the email list if you haven't already. If you're already on it, you guys know you can email me. Let me know what you're struggling with so that I can either address it here on the podcast or in this seminar that I'm creating on overcoming emotional eating and self-limiting behaviors, because it's not about 
what to eat. We all have a very good grasp of what to eat, but it's really about why we eat and what takes us over the edge. So I hope this was helpful. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you have questions. And until next time, stay healthy. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.